0: everyone and welcome to season two of we accidentally vaporized our podcast we're your host lauren that's me and lachlan that's the other one that's right and each week we're here to talk about a new chapter of percy jackson the olympians the sea of monsters
1: we'll deep dive into the plot the characters emotionally charged memories the book brings up for us and pretty much anything else that comes to mind
0: the lightning thief was a wild ride and we're so excited to be back with sea of monsters
1: so grab your nectar and ambrosia and settle in for this episode of we accidentally vaporized our podcast Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of season, season two, two. Of We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast. Once again, if you didn't listen to the little intro, my name is Lauren.
0: And I'm Lachlan.
1: And thank you for joining us as we read the fifth chapter, as I already mentioned, the fifth chapter of The Sea of Monsters, I Get a New Cabin Mate.
0: I really thought at first you were going to say the fifth episode just of the podcast as a whole. No. <laughs> and not the I, episode of season two like how funny of a slip up would that be If we just forgot the entire first book
1: yeah no do you and think I just forget the joy of, of do you think I just forget the joy of this podcast <laughs> wow Lachlan
0: I think you almost forget it regularly and then I have to text yeah. you to remind you that I'm still here
1: <laughs> no I don't I don't forget about you sometimes I just forget like to do stuff yes yeah
0: yes accurate (laughs) anyway doesn't everybody though anyway yes so i will be doing the recap from last week aka chapter four if you for whatever reason were unable to listen last time so here we go chapter four last week tyson plays with fire again in my opinion so percy ameth and tyson pull up to camp there's a huge fight going on on the hill and Lauren's just staring at me very intensely. It's very I'm sorry, aesthetic.
1: I'm just I'm trying to pay attention.
0: <laughs> anyway, they show up to Camp Half Blood, and the magical borders are just not really doing their thing anymore. There's these mechanical bulls running around trying to fight everybody. Clarice is trying to get all the campers in line to fight the mob. Of course, everyone's terrified. There aren't that many of them. They can't do a whole lot. So Percy and Annabeth jump into the fight it's not going super well Tyson tries to help in the end and manages to destroy one of the bulls much to Percy's surprise because once again he's ignoring everything that's going on with Tyson and then Percy
1: thinks Tyson is the most mortally mortal to ever mortal yep true facts
0: and then finally once the battle is over Annabeth Forces Percy to once in his life actually look at his friend directly on, and Percy realizes that Tyson is in fact a Cyclops.
1: I, you know what, I'm I'm really excited about to find out next book who Percy's one friend is in mythology. Because last book it was Grover was a satyr, this book it's Tyson was a Cyclops. So next book, Percy's gonna probably have one friend, and that one friend will end up being like. I, I don't know a uh, mermaid.
0: Mm, so we'll have like Annabeth and the one token non-human friend.
1: Exactly. Mm. They <laughs> Rick Riordan is like hitting all the boxes.
0: Actually, yes, there is. We'll get back to that, but yes, yes, there is. Oh that, I have no, <laughs> I'll, clue I'll what tell you're you off, about. mic, But anyone else is right ahead. You probably know already. But anyway, so yes, great news for Percy. He finally caught on with what's happening. And unfortunately, moving off of that, we learn from Clarice that Kyra no longer has his job as activities director. He's been replaced by some guy named Tantalus. So who knows what's up with that? Argus also lost his job. And when Percy asks why, Clarice points out that Thalia's pine tree, the source of all the magic that protects camp has been poisoned. Dun, dun, dun. yeah so and cool if you listened last week stuff. that led to
1: a big discussion about how you can poison a tree
0: oh, i forgot about that yeah you know i meant to look up that one tree that got poisoned and killed in the football rivalry and i didn't but i'm pretty sure it was auburn well too late it's too late now it's not like it's i can google it right now or anything um, but we're not gonna do that so let's move on five. now chapter five i got a new cabin mate yes wonder who this will be (laughs) but we won't spoil until the end
1: we're getting better (laughs) season two is going to be the season without
0: spoilers (laughs) i'm pretty sure we've already ruined that somehow at some point most likely we'll find out it's fine anyway percy starts out by talking about how weird and messed up camp feels he describes it as like when someone goes in and cleans your room and ends up destroying that organizational system that we all have we're like your clothes may be all over the floor but you know exactly where they are you know which ones are clean which ones are dirty as soon as someone comes and ruins that you have no idea where anything is anymore we all have that system well someone has come into camp half blood and moved all of percy's clothes around (laughs) essentially is how he describes this feeling like everything just feels super off. Like the camp looks the same but instead of people playing at the volleyball pit all the counselors and satyrs are stockpiling weapons dryads are talking and wandering around the edge of the woods like ready to attack stuff that they show up out of the blue even the grass looks sickly and dead it's weird yellow and there's even fire marks from the recent battles on half blood hill like overall it's looking pretty rough in here and there's definitely a much more sense of danger in place than yeah, like when which percy is came before which again
1: it, it comes back to like what we talked about last season with like camp is supposed to be the only safe place in the world for demigods mm-hmm. and once again it's no longer safe and this time unlike with it's just like haha we're gonna send percy out into the world and hope he dies and that'll solve all our problems this <laughs> time it's like there's maybe really he'll
0: die here there. Maybe he'll
1: die here and then solve all their problems. Like,
0: are you really safe part two? Yeah. Are you really safe part
1: two? (laughs)
0: Yep. So anyway, while Percy is really upset that his nice little sanctuary has been destroyed, Tyson, on the other hand, is thrilled to be here. He wants to know about everything that's going on, like the Pegasi, the toilets, even he's excited about that area. Bad memories for Percy, great times for Tyson. And then he also um points I out. just the cabins. reminds
1: me of like Percy when he saw the camp for the first time. He's like, what's, this? Like what's that?
0: that? Oh my God. Yeah.
1: And Percy <laughs> asked all these questions and mm-hmm. no one answered them.
0: And now he's just jaded and upset. And yeah.
1: he's like, those are toilets.
0: <laughs> like, get over it, man. And then he points out the cabins. And sort of explains that you know, like they put you wherever your Olympian parent is, and Hermes just kind of takes all the extras. And Tyson's so excited about this. You have a cabin, like do you live? Do you live with friends in the cabin?
1: You have to remember Tyson's homeless. So, like yeah. the idea of Percy having like a home in the city and having an apartment that he stays with his mom, and then here having another place that he can live and stay is like a big deal to Tyson.
0: Yeah, definitely and then he does kind of call out Percy without meaning to
1: when yeah. he asks
0: if Percy lives with friends and Percy's like no nope, no nope, just me and doesn't feel like taking the time to explain how you know he was supposed to be born similar to poor dear Thalia and that he's trying to not also end up a tree like her so far he's been successful though he has gotten several offers of being turned into various things like dolphins and other uh,
1: yes like and then didn't aries threatened to turn him into like a weasel and then run him over or something
0: yeah it's so some like a sort of rodent
1: a surprising amount of gods like to turn people he, into things he's gotten like,
0: like, lots of offers he has many choices if he decides to not be a human one day
1: yeah but i feel like you know yeah if i was gonna i just kill him like why, why turn <laughs> him into something
0: like no it, offense i'm not saying
1: fun. like i'm not saying that like being a rodent or being a dolphin wouldn't be f- cool but like Or would be, like, torture, but it kind of would be, like, fun. So I feel like that's, like, a good end of the stick. Like, a tree's a little boring, but, like,
0: I don't know. This is a really interesting thought.
1: Well, no, like, remember the whole, like, thing with, like, Dionysus offered to turn him into a dolphin so that way he could, like, get away from, like, the the quest last last uh, season, last book and the, mm-hmm. the 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 Lightning Thief and that whole thing. So it's kind of like, you know what? Maybe I would take up the offer.
0: Yeah. I think it depends on the situation. I mean, like the one with Aries wasn't really an offer so much as a threat of like, if you keep being an idiot around me and insulting me that I'm going to turn you into a rodent and run you over. Yeah. Yeah, the dolphin was sort of like, I'm threatening you, but also like your life might be better, honestly
1: and honestly it might be <laughs> looking Looking at the way this book is already going and we're five yeah. chapters in
0: yeah mm-hmm. so yeah moving on <laughs> moving on yes yeah. so they go to the big house next where we find kyron is still here he hasn't been kicked out of camp yet at least Woo-hoo! so we do get this lovely moment with him reminder of course that he is a centaur and currently in centaur form which this is a big, big deal for Tyson. You thought that the cabins, the pegasi, the are all that was cool. No, no. It's pony time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, Tyson, as soon as he sees Kyron, as he freezes and shouts, pony. Kyron doesn't love this. Yeah, Kyron okay. does not. Well like I this.
1: imagine it's like when you call when uh you call Grover a goat, you know? Yes. Yeah. we're sheep, he is part goat. He is not part. She called he called him a
0: sheep. No, donkey. 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 That was one that he didn't like. like it. Which, yeah, makes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, no. So. Of course, Annabeth is the most upset out of the group here that Chiron's leaving because even though Percy says that Chiron's like a second father to her, let's be honest with how her actual father <laughs> treated her. Chiron is her father. Yeah, her biological one's just a dude on the side that she occasionally asks for money, probably sometimes. Uh
1: probably, maybe. If not, not enough. If she left the house and had no money,
0: that is true. But you know. Maybe on occasion. <laughs> anyway, so she asks him if he's, like, actually leaving, like, what's going on? And Kyron does confirm that he was fired because someone has to take the blame for what happened to the tree. And Mr. D is going to punish someone because, of course, it's the spirit of Zeus's daughter. So that's a pretty big deal.
1: I love how Zeus is, like, still, like, protective of his tree daughter. Of his tree like, daughter, yeah. Like, like he couldn't do tree, anything
0: when she but was she's getting. my. getting daughter
1: <laughs> yeah he couldn't do anything when she was getting attacked but now that it's like
0: yeah like he's really picks his battles and they're not good i ones. mean
1: part of it also might be like what he's allowed or not allowed to do according to those weird laws
0: of they're the gods his own laws yeah because he's they're the king laws. of the gods yeah we like just just make better laws man but whatever who cares about that <laughs> anyway so Percy points out rightfully so that Mr. D will punish anyone except himself. And that makes Chiron the easy target for all of this.
1: Also, Which I point mean, point? Mr. D is technically here on punishment. So it's not like he could punish yeah. himself further.
0: But couldn't he punish himself by removing himself from camp? I'm like, oh, that, that's like, not allowed. Like fire himself in, from camp?
1: I bet that's not allowed in, because of <laughs> the terms of his first mm-hmm. punishment.
0: Yep. And so Percy tries to ask more about the tree and what's happening to it. And Chiron says that the poison used was something from the underworld, like from deep in the pits of Tartarus, like some like terrible venom that even Chiron has never seen before. So like bad stuff, most likely, even not if not directly from Cronos, at least like one of his little minions. Percy, of course, throws out Luke's name into the mix. Cause yeah. how can you not? I love how he says like, it would have to be Luke, that traitor. <laughs> <laughs> yep and so karen says yeah you're probably right but unfortunately i'm being held responsible because i couldn't prevent it and i can't cure it and the tree only has a few weeks left of course, we can imagine that once the tree is gone, all of camp is just done for and everyone's just going to die.
1: Which is monsters. weird because the camp camp existed before the tree. So it should yeah. be able to exist after the tree. Yeah,
0: because this implies the tree itself is the one source of the magic, which is not
1: the tree has only been there for like,
0: yeah. So was it just that they had no years. magic before and they're all just a lot better fighters and had a patrol system? They've just gotten lazy in the last maybe several years.
1: I mean, it's been seven years because Annabeth showed up at camp when she was seven and she came with Talia. So
0: six years because she would be 13. Six years. Now. Oh, yeah. yes.
1: So yeah, like six years.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, like, do they just get super lazy in that Maybe, time? Maybe, like, seriously. Like, what did he do before? <laughs> it's a little weird. And it's very strange. Very strange. Like, how safe a place can it really be? If they only just got this magical upgrade that's so fragile it relies on this one tree even if it was gifted but, by the king of the gods
1: yeah maybe they just got complacent like i it's sort of like you yeah. know if you like there were there existed a time before like phones and electricity mm. and all that stuff but like now we're all a little too dependent on it
0: yeah like you know what i mean which i guess on one hand you can't blame the users of the system when they weren't even the ones that created it exactly you know like zeus gave them the tree of the magical border so are they going to stand outside the borders and insist on continuing to fight things off no they're going to use the borders and focus on other things
1: it's sort of like if amazon disappeared tomorrow we'd all freak out
0: yeah and it's like we weren't the ones that created it so we're just ones that use it like when older people complain about how much we use our phones it's like well who do you think made the phones exactly 12 year olds that are given them given ones by their parents no yeah, exactly. Us. Like, I'm not anyway. saying I couldn't
1: survive without my phone, but like, I like my phone.
0: But also, like, the adults of the world have forced everything to be done through phones. Exactly. So we're just using the system they created for us. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Anyway, yes. So Karen says that like, he has no idea how to cure it, but there might be this one thing. And of course, he refuses to go further into it. Says that there's. If you're not something... gonna tell him what it is, don't mention it in the first place. I, don't do. I think he just like he's the kind of person that thinks out loud, then realizes he needs to stop halfway and just sort of gives up on it.
1: It reminds me of like in Harry Potter when like every time Hagrid like half said something, then he's like, oh, "Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said yeah. that." And it's but whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. The plot decided that you needed to say this.
0: Yes. Exactly. 100. So he says that whatever it was that could possibly reverse the poison. It was lost centuries ago. And he tells Percy specifically, do not act rashly. Do not go after this thing that I'm not telling you what it is. Like, it was already too bad that you showed up here in the first place, but you're here now. So just train, learn how to fight because apparently you didn't really do that last year because you left and no, all that training is gone now. You're just eating cookies with your mom constantly.
1: Because his mom wouldn't let him train in the apartment.
0: Yep." not even maybe doing like a fencing team at school or anything like Do you nothing. think you think that school had a
1: fencing team
0: like a local team i don't know something <laughs> something I feel like we could have chosen a school wisely based off their after school activities yes because so many that would work for him
1: because so many new york public schools give their children swords no
0: no they had all the money from when they sold games.
1: Um, oh yes so many New York private schools give their children swords.
0: No, I thought fencing is a thing.
1: You I feel like that'd be at like the rich rich schools or like in or like some weird like boarding school in the mountains somewhere where like yeah. dignitaries and like mob bosses send their kids. And they all don't talk about well, what their parents do. Either
0: way, Percy was not on a fencing team recently, so he's <laughs> lost all the skills he had last summer. And we get confirmation again that without the borders everything will be overrun and everyone will be dead but kyron again says like you can't let yourself be baited by this like this could all be a plan by Kronos, to like bait you into a trap like he almost killed you last time what if all this is just a trap to try to pull you in again by you going off to get whatever this thing is and of course Percy does try to understand this line thinking at first, but he is concerned about his camp, about his second home, all of his friends, and he can't just let this happen, you know? And like, how, how could we expect him to just be able to sit back and let this happen? That's not who he is based off of what we've read about him so far. Exactly. You know, and so then at the end, and even Percy points out as well, like who would be so low? Like it has to be Cronus, because who would try to attack Valius Tree when all she was doing was she was trying to be a hero and protect her friends like
1: and she was like 14
0: yeah yeah she was it's a so child sad. like she's just trying to live her life and that's she's turned into a tree and she can't even have that anymore she can't even be a tree i mean is she really like conscious in the tree probably not yeah but either way her spirit can't even have that yeah. her soul <laughs> whatever something. something or whatever yep and poor Annabeth is, of course, still losing it.
1: Because her father is leaving her.
0: Yes, of course. I'm not only like, mad at her for it. I just feel bad that, like, they're having whole conversation. She's just off on the side sobbing. <laughs> like No one's comforting her. Think like, about what this does nothing. for her abandonment issues. Oh my god, yes. This is another father figure oh, turning no. their back on her. Yeah. And, like, something bad must have happened at home because, like, at the end of the book, she says she's going back to try it again with her family. And she left with her dad stepmom and brothers and then i thought you were went- gonna say she
1: left with her waterland backpack for some reason
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean she left with the backpack and her family yes <laughs> but um yeah and then she just showed up outside percy's school and like he said clearly on the run from stuff so like so imagine having things- a really bad time yeah? because you can imagine things were going well with them they would have like driven her to camp you know So that wasn't going well, and now she gets back and was probably going to vent about it with Kyron, a.k.a. her father figure and therapist. Not a conflict of interest there or anything, but... Yeah. So first,
1: in the timeline of Annabeth's abandonment issues, first her mother leaves her on her father's doorstep. Her Mm -hmm. father tries to get her mom to take her back. Her father never really uh, warms up to her. Her stepmom hates her. She Mm -hmm. runs away, gets to camp. She... Well, she runs away. She meets... Luke and Talia, they like semi raise her until Talia dies and turns into a tree. Luke then betrays her, leaving camp and,
0: uh, and tries to murder her only other friend. And tries
1: to murder one of her only other friends. Um, then her, she goes home again. Her family once again freaks out and abandons her. And then her one stable father figure, Kyron,
0: leaves yikes just so sad. Girl. Poor, girl. poor girl. that's that's rough well after bringing anyway down <laughs> <laughs> back to this so she's trying really hard to cry and he and Kyron tells her like stay with Percy keep him safe because we all know he won't keep himself safe he won't and says the prophecy remember it she's like yeah I will I will do this for you and Percy, of course, chimes in here saying, like, oh, is this the super dangerous, forbidden prophecy about me you guys are talking about? The gods forbid you from discussing. <laughs> and they just say nothing. He's like, cool, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> and of course, Ameth brings up an even sadder note here where she says, You told me, Chiron, the gods made you immortal only so long as you were needed to train heroes, which we can remember, I believe, Chiron also said this to Percy previously when he was like introducing him to camp yes and percy said that's the worst thing ever yeah just training heroes and watching them die and you just yeah. keep on living <laughs> just <laughs> like- that's just so depressing anyways so that's like even more depressing because amma says if they dismiss you from camp like yeah. you just gonna die oh no. <laughs> like, you should go off and fade out of existence like what's happening here and he's like, don't think about that, Annabeth. Just swear on the river Styx that you will keep Percy out of danger. And she does get the lovely thunder rumbling off. Because you know it's serious when the thunder starts rumbling ominously. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And Kyron says, that in the meantime, as he waits for all this stuff to blow over, one way or the other, he's going to go down to Florida, chill out with his wild kinsmen. And perhaps they themselves will know of a cure. That he could use which would be pretty awesome so we'll see if anything happens there
1: and like i mean at least he's getting like a vacation i mean when was the last time he got yeah. a vacation
0: probably never at least not probably before he took on the job of training heroes i would assume yeah so i mean he's getting to see like yeah. maybe he does mini like depression hiatuses maybe and also no like, after like, someone percy one
1: point i'm thinking percy one point had asked him like oh i noticed that there aren't any centaurs at camp and he's like yeah no my family doesn't like stay here so it's kind of like you know he gets to yeah. see people of his kind mm-hmm. that sounds a little weird but
0: yep yeah he says for now like hopefully mr d and the other new guy will keep you safe um they won't destroy the camp as quickly as i think they are probably going to <laughs> and Percy tries to ask about this new guy, Tantalus, but of course, he's not going to get any information because it's dinner time and dinner Dinner time time. takes precedence over everything else in life. It does support that line of thinking. And of course, Kyron, because he is a parental figure, is like, I'm going to go call your mom. Let her know that you're (laughs) safe here because she's probably worried by now. Which, like, she was so excited to take them to the skateboard shop and now they can't go. And like, she was probably baking cookies for them
1: yeah she's waiting for a person to come home and she just gets a call from the school "Hi, uh, your son blew up the gym
0: yeah and now like, he's
1: missing that- the cops want to speak to you
0: yep yep and so then kyron leaves and everyone's sad tyson apparently starts bawling almost as bad as annabeth because now the pony's gone and he's Aww. sad about that and personally he tries to comfort them but he knows it's not good so he has nothing positive to say Which feels like me when i try to comfort people i just have nothing positive to bring to the table so i'm just like all i yeah this really sucks doesn't it
1: all i can think of is that one scene in prisoner of azkaban where like they think that uh the hippogriff was killed and like hermione turns and starts what's falling into ron's arms and then Harry just like awkwardly like puts his arms around Hermione also and like tries to like get in on it
0: and it's yeah. just like the
1: most awkward scene ever
0: <laughs> yeah my there favorite part of the movie yep so then we have a whole long thing about everyone showing up for dinner and I think we get our first confirmed like 100 percent certain non-white character Oh of, well. Of first,
1: first, before we get to oh yes, great representation. Okay. Um, Claire Reese has a piece of paper taped to her back that says "You Moo Girl," um, which <laughs> no one is and no one's telling
0: her. her about it.
1: I just I just wanted to point that out. It's one of my like little favorite things mm-hmm. that someone did this to her and decided that like in the midst of like everything happening it was like Claire Reese being a yeah. like, This is kind of who- funny
0: but also who like all your friends almost just died and you're going to play a prank on the girl that was trying to save everyone
1: i know but you move girl (laughs) oh my god
0: but yes yeah so i believe my correct me if i'm wrong i believe the first camper or like potential main character that's not a villain that's confirmed non-white
1: yes was there a villain who was non-white
0: I mean, like, Medusa was described as, like, an oh, old-looking yes. woman.
1: Yes, okay, yes. Yes,
0: yeah. So, feel free to correct me if I'm, in, if I'm wrong, because my memory of all these books may begin, like, mixed together. You or a listener?
1: I mean, the movie's made Grover uh, African-American, so I kind of, like, always yeah. picture him.
0: Me too, but I think that they described him in the light of as having, like, ginger hair.
1: Yeah, he's definitely white in the books.
0: yeah. Yeah. Unless he dies it, which is is a choice that you you could totally make, but yeah. But anyway, here, confirmed. So we have the leader of the Hephaestus cabin, 15-year-old Charles Beckendorf, describes African-American. He's like a big guy, but he can make like anything you could ever imagine wanting, whether that's a sword or a birdbath for your grandmother's garden. The man's got range and I support him. Yeah, also says like no one ever calls him Charlie or Chuck or Charles, just Beckendorf because he's cool like that yeah and I can't wait for us to see more of him as the books continue also like if
1: you had a cool last name like Beckendorf yeah wouldn't you want to go by it
0: (laughs) no he's a very cool guy and I'm sorry we don't get more of him right now but we'll later on and he's fantastic yep and then we have everyone else shows up including the satyrs which Percy feels sad about for a moment because Grover's not with them he's off whatever And of course now Grover not Grover hmm, Percy realizes that he forgot to mention his dream about Grover to Chiron because he can't get advice now about what to do with that yeah which is unfortunate so that wasn't that would have been great to get yeah but you know he was receiving a lot of information it's hard to process that and then get back out what you need to I think that happens to me a lot
1: And also like Kyron clearly had like a checklist of what he needed to say and was not letting them get in anything else. No, no. He knew what he wanted to say. He didn't even ask them how they got to camp.
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, you're here. Bye-bye. Don't do anything dumb. So. (laughs) Yep. And so then finally the rest of the camp comes in. Also the Hermes cabin, which Percy now says is being led by Travis and Connor Stoll, not twins always love to remember that part because everyone everyone always thinks they're twins even the fandom constantly but you know since luke kind of like which is which is even crazier
1: that they're not twins because Mm -hmm. that means hermes went he met this woman he Mm -hmm. you know they had a kid together and then he went back yeah, another kid with her which is very important. i want to know more about their mother
0: me too she sounds like a pretty cool lady yeah and then
1: it's hard to like attract a god in general but
0: (laughs) yeah that's impressive oh yeah and then finally tyson comes in and of course everyone's super mean and is saying stuff about him like oh who invited that like all this other stuff and then percy gets called up to the table by mr d
1: actually peter johnson gets Um, called up to the table by mr d
0: (laughs) yes peter johnson Oh, and then what do they talk about? It's on the next page. <laughs> <laughs> so Tantalus is also there. And Mr. D is like, this is the one I had to warn you about, Tantalus, Poseidon's son. We gotta keep an eye on him. Because of course, everything that's ever happened is Percy's fault. Like the the almost war between the gods, Percy's fault alone. It was if he hadn't been born. <laughs> but like um, conscious but- Percy. But Tantalus is described
1: as a very thin disgusting man who has like gray hair very grimy very beady eyes angry frustrated and ha- hungry and he's wearing an orange prisoner's jumper which I, I just love the fact that he's like now in this position of power at camp and he still has to wear this like terrible orange prisoner's
0: uh, uniform yeah like you're gonna also keeping
1: him... with the camp theme of orange mm-hmm
0: there you go it does match at least oh am i going yeah i thought you were gonna go i just wanted to interject
1: um <laughs> so he introduces himself as tantalus and he's on special assignment here and he expects that percy will and he calls him perseus jackson so you know he's a bad person i almost i almost mm. said a bad word but he's a jerk um <laughs> And he says, yeah, he expects no more trouble from him. And Dionysus then makes the New York Post appear, which has Percy's picture. And then about uh, a picture of the, uh, or just a picture of Percy. And then the headline, he can't read it, but it says, but Percy assumes it says something like 13-year-old lunatic torches gymnasium. Um, Tantalus is like, oh, you were very troublesome last summer. And Percy is like, I don't even know what to say. Um. And some satyr puts down an empty goblet and Tantalus makes root beer appear. And Tantalus is sort of looking at it and Dionysus goes, go on old fellow, perhaps it will work. And Tantalus goes to grab for it, but it keeps moving away from him every time he tries to grab it. And then he tries to grab a plate of barbecue and he tries to stab it with a fork. And every time it just, it just, moves and moves and moves until it falls off the table into the fire and Dionysus thinks this is the funniest thing in the world oh I'm Um, sure it's great I kind of wonder if the only reason Dionysus wanted Tantalus there is so that he could watch him try to eat food (laughs) um because Tantalus uh well they're gonna Tantalus as Percy figures out is from the fields of punishment he is the one who stands in a lake with fruit trees hanging over his head and he every time he tries to reach up to eat the fruit trees it uh moves higher and every time he tries to go down to eat the drink the water he can't uh drink it and i forgot to check but i think that was one of the punishments that was mentioned in the last book when percy got to the underworld
0: yeah that's what i was thinking as well yes that, um because so mm-hmm. um, yep. we're
1: definitely percy, right. <laughs> percy is then like weirdly impressed by this he's like so what'd you do like what'd you do i don't know <laughs> i think he you just do. can't
0: control himself like he's so curious about this it's like that sounds like a pretty terrible punishment like for thousands of years you can't eat or drink anything it's right there like yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah exactly yes um, of course tantalus is having none of this and just says like i don't want any problems at my camp so you better watch it percy jackson <laughs> Um, And then Dionysus is like, yeah, no, go, go sit down, Johnson. (laughs) That table over there must be yours where no one else wants to sit, which is like, you're the ones that made the rules. No, I don't, we we don't know if, okay, we don't know if Dionysus
1: made that rule. It might've just been a thing already.
0: But it's just, it's just an unnecessary dig at Percy of like. I yeah no
1: but I, I believe that that, that rule was instated years and years and years and years ago like I don't I don't think that was a Dionysus thing like I think that was already yeah. here
0: either way it's just mean to be mean it is mm-hmm. and then Tyson well Percy tries to bring Tyson with him and is like oh no no he's gonna stay with us until we decide what to do with it and of course referring to Tyson as a monster in it versus his actual name And Percy tries to like stop him with this and says like, no, Tyson just saved the camp. It would have been burned down if he wasn't here. So maybe you should be a little bit nicer to him. And Tangela shows that he does not care what would have actually happened to this camp, even though he's been brought here in theory to help run it and protect the people. So that's a little bit worrisome, but oh well. So either way, Tantalus forces... Tyson just stay up there with them and so Percy has to leave him behind and he says like don't worry like it'll be okay we'll find you a good place to sleep tonight and Tyson's like I believe you you're my friend and that of course just makes Percy feel even worse because like he doesn't really have any control over what's happening here I, I so. you
1: notice how Percy promised but he didn't promise on the river sticks
0: because
1: he's like I'll, I'll promise <laughs> but I ain't gonna make like a
0: well they also don't use that too often so, I feel
1: like as the books go on, they use it more and more often.
0: All more casual things. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an we'll keep us a, a sticks watch. Yes, we we'll keep a sticks watch. <laughs> sticks watch.
1: Sticks watch. Yep.
0: Anyway, so Percy's not feeling too great, but he still burned some of his food anyway in offering, and that's so deciding like, please send me some help because this is pretty terrible right now so we'll stay tuned to see if he actually does get anything from that and then he goes back to eat and tantalus gets up to share some announcements and while he's talking he tries like sneak his hand across the table like to to surprise the food of course the food is always watching (laughs) and continues to launch itself away from him every time he gets too close because the food believes in social distancing and we should all take note from that. Yeah. So Tantalus shares that they are going to be reinstating the chariot races, and in fact, he wants everyone to drop all their other tasks specifically to work on their chariots. And Clearius points out, like, if no one's doing their well, task, first,
1: first, hmm. someone says that the reason that the uh, the chariot races were uh, taken out of camp rotation hmm. is because there was three deaths and twenty six mutilations
0: that is pretty bad yeah especially when you're already worried about all your campers dying from the monsters that are about to break in yeah but yeah so you have that and then along with that Clarice points out that if everyone's working their chariots and protecting the camp then won't everything just sort of break in of course Angelus isn't concerned about that and uh,
1: Clarice and- also still has the You Moo Girl sign on her back. So people aren't really taking her seriously.
0: Poor Clarice. But I mean, but that is a good point though. And I think that also shows about her, about how she is concerned about this community and this group that she is like, kind of put herself in charge because she's the only one that actually cares anymore.
1: Yeah. And also then when she stands up to say this, Tantalus is like, "Ah, oh, the hero of the day who single-handedly bested the bronze bulls. And Clarice is like, well, I didn't, I didn't, you know? And she starts to like explain, like well, it wasn't just me. And so she really does like care about mm-hmm. like everyone at camp, and like earlier in the in the last chapter, like when people got injured, she went to check on them. Like she really does care for the camp and from her uh, for her fellow campers.
0: Yeah, and then when she tries, like you said, to say like, "Oh, it wasn't me," Hans is like, "Oh no, you're just so modest." So weirdly, he's like picking her to be like his poster girl or something. So for like best camper, so I mean, she's supposed to be like a dig at Percy because he knows about the beef between the two of them, or Maybe? like because like di- the way dinosaurs talk about like oh Percy has this big ego we gotta like knock that down so he just fill in tangles about all the stuff that happened last summer and they're like oh what's the way we can Probably. knock Percy down a peg make Clarice oh, yeah. the new hero <laughs> yep and then of course they bring up Tyson as well and says that you know normally I just throw him out in the woods and we could all hunt him wouldn't that be fun kids <laughs> And he decided that even the stables aren't worthy for Tyson to sleep in because it would freak out the horses. Considers putting him in the Hermes cab. Of course, the Hermes kids don't want that. The Percy like doesn't because they are they are very packed already. And Tyson is not small by any means. So that would be difficult. And then Tangela says, Are there any suggestions about where the beast should be kenneled? I and yeah super rude super awful he's terrible i'm glad he can't eat (laughs) he doesn't deserve good food but anyway as he's talking about all of this all of a sudden over tyson's head to everyone's shock and surprise is a spinning hieroglyphic just like the one that was over percy's head and now percy starts to put it together remembering when ambus said that Cyclopses are the children, of nature, spirits, and gods. Well, one god in particular, because she just couldn't say it right then and like let Percy know what was going on. And everyone realizes that Tyson is also a son of Poseidon and therefore Percy's half-brother. So yeah, so Percy... <laughs> Percy gets a new cabin mate. Percy gets a new cabin mate. Um...
1: <laughs> And everyone's like kind of laughing at him and Tyson just doesn't
0: really get that they're laughing at him. And that's so, so sad. Yeah, because and... he's too freaked out by the going thing above him, which like makes yeah. sense. <laughs> that would be pretty freaky if you hadn't seen that before. So but, that ends this chapter. Yeah. yeah, so Percy just knows right the bat that everyone's only going to continue to bully the two of them. And it's and like... Bech at least isn't supporting the rest of the group. But she didn't like Tyson. She didn't like Tyson. So we'll see how that changes things even more between her and Percy. All
1: right, Lachlan just said a pretty big spoiler. So if this sounds a little jumpy, that's
0: because <laughs> that we cut it out. I'm and so sorry, not, everyone. I just really thought it was Lachlan. <laughs> no, so we just spent a couple minutes scrambling, very freaked out. We decided for everyone's benefit that we cut all of it. Yeah. So we're going to jump back in now and we'll see how disjointed it is. You're welcome, yep. folks
1: so percy did ask for help like he did ask poseidon for help and i mean poseidon there was nothing else poseidon could have done in this situation to help him i think
0: yeah and, I, and so that might have been possibly why he went ahead and claimed tyson's like he's already here i already gave you the help you just need to figure out how best the two of you can work together to deal it, with the situation. It
1: also might not have been because of Percy. This might have been mm-hmm. Poseidon trying to do something for Tyson. Also, this might have been mm-hmm. Poseidon trying to do the right thing. And you know, at the end of the day, Poseidon Tyson is also a son of Poseidon. So maybe mm-hmm. he was like, you know what? I need to protect. I want to protect my son and make sure that he's not treated terribly because he, at the end of the day, is still a son of mine. Yeah. Should be treated with the respect that a son mm-hmm. of mine deserves.
0: I maybe seem like Percy seems like a good kid, so like maybe he'll be able to help out Tyson. Except his
1: lat the last sentence of this chapter was, "I got a monster for a half brother." So
0: oh no, oh Percy, we will find out. High hopes.
1: We will find out in the future, maybe in the next chapter uh, or the next episode, uh, Mm -hmm. which is Chapter Six: Demon Pigeons Attack.
0: So to this one. Yeah.
1: So come (laughs) back soon and enjoy the demon pigeons attacking. Uh, And thank you once again for listening to this episode. Please rate, review, subscribe, uh, and have a good one. Yep. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Lachlan again. Thanks for listening to another episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Lauren told me to tell you to follow our one and only social media account at Accidentally Vaporized Pod on Instagram to get updates about when we post a new episode, to learn more about Lauren and I, and anything else we might come up with. See you there soon.